Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. We're going to dismiss the children and the classes. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the outpouring of your spirit upon the young. Lord God, uh, as the word was told me years ago, that they will do signs and wonders and miracles and even cast out spirits in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord God, that they're not the army of the future. They are the army of now. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. What are we talking about today? Hope. I hope so. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm just as surprised as you are sometimes, so. Um, The Lord kind of spoke to me this, kind of. The Lord spoke to me this morning and said that I, that I needed to feast on uh, a diet of thanksgiving all the time. The turkey would be the meat. We have the meat of the word, and the mayonnaise is the grace. So we want to be balanced. We want mayonnaise running both down both sides of our face. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about, but when you, you know, after you have your Thanksgiving dinner, you have turkey, leftover turkey sandwiches. We like a lot of mayonnaise. We like lavished because God lavishes our grace or the grace on. What? Your shirt was. Okay. We don't want to bother. Mom ain't happy. Nobody's happy. So. Anyway, praise the Lord. Well, let's just give a brief definition of hope and go on from there. What is hope? Hope is uh, favorable and confident expectation. We, uh, one of the, uh, somebody said it this morning, uh, the best is yet to come. I wasn't going to share this, but it just saw my mind. Um, I was in an organization years ago. I was uh, a teen, and uh, you had to go through initiations which I'm not supposed to talk about, but hey, you know, whatever. So um, they had us drink this stuff that was really terrible. It's bad, tastes bad. And then, you, then you're escorted out with hundreds of people sh- uh, shouting in unison, the worst is yet to come, the worst is yet to come. So, you know, that leaves an impression on you, you know. And besides, that just kind of, the life that I lived so far, that just kind of reinforced what I had, uh, what I experienced. So the worst was yet to come. And I think a lot of Christians live their lives like that, that the worst is yet to come. The reality is, is the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. The scripture tells us that he is building his church and you are a living stone in the church. So he's building you to take part in the greatest display of the glory of God that God has ever shown in these last days. Hallelujah. 
Are you ready for some glory? Yes. You know, a lot of times we're asking for stuff to come that we already have. And that's okay. You know, we, uh, we, we can still ask for it, but I believe we need to be thanking God. So uh, getting back to my Thanksgiving thing, uh, we all know that the scripture says that we will enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Every day we should be looking for things to be thankful for. And if you have a problem uh, with thinking of things you can be thankful for, you could just thank God for every song because there was truths that just kept coming forth and coming forth. We are, a, the song Brianna sang, that we are a child of God. You know, we need to be thanking God for that. We need to be expressing that. You know, Christianity is not supposed to be a silent religion. You know, religion is not a bad word, but we're not to be silent. Let me just say this. Uh, I'll talk about it more in another time, but political correctness is from the pit of hell. Yeah. All that is is to silence yeah. the church, to silence people. We need to be bold. We need to be strong. We need to keep our... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We need to stay together. I just said a word. We need to stay together. Praise the Lord, because if we don't stay together, we fall apart. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Well, hope is also, hope has to do with the unseen. How many of you know that the promises of God are, are a reality, but sometimes they are not seen? And as we, as we be, uh, declare them and as we believe on them and as we have hope for them, then we will see the manifestation of those things coming to pass in our life. And also hope describes the happy anticipation of good. Yeah. We ought to be the happiest people in the world. We ought to be shouting the glory of God. You know, I made a decision. I'm not going uh, to shout in church and be quiet in the public. I'm not going to just talk about Jesus in the four walls of the church and not talk about him outside the four walls. Hallelujah. We are not to be silenced. Silence is not golden. Silence is not golden. It is, it is very costly for those who have not heard the good news. We've got good news to share. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I wanted to talk to you this morning, uh, actually the last couple of morning, uh, Sunday mornings, about uh, hope improves your emotional and physical health. I, I'm not going to go through this because I really didn't uh, go into it deep, but you can go on the Internet, go to Google, and just type in what are the health benefit uh, what are the what are the health benefits of hope now the world uses another term and it's a, it's a good term it's optimism they replace hope for optimism as far as as far as a word well one of the things it says about hope people that are optimistic and hopeful miss less work they might miss three days a year where those that are not hopeful might miss seven to ten days a year. People that are optimistic 
or you know, because this this just really. I'm just bringing up some of my past hurts. <laughs> I remember I got out of Bible school, and man, I was you know full of faith and power. And the first church I went to, they relished in the problems. And I was just speaking the word. I was speaking the, I was speaking the, the solution and not the problem. Well, they thought I was had my head in the sand. The reality is, if you are hopeful, you do not have your head in the sand because people that are optimistic face their problems and the people that are pessimistic put their head in the sand. You know, too many people like, like going to the party, the pity party. <laughs> they feel at home in the pity party, but we're not part of the pity party. Right. We are part, you know, having parties every day. Yeah. There is a nonstop party. Well, that doesn't sound biblical to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said something. <laughs> because the scripture says that all heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. You know that there's people getting saved all the time. Heaven is just full of rejoicing. Are you going to be part of the party? Yes. Or are you going to be a party pooper? <laughs> I don't know if that's biblical, but anyway. Yeah. Are you going to be part of the party? Are you going to be the rejoicing? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice and as a matter of fact, I went on Google another time. And I said, what can I thank the Lord for? So if you can't think of anything, go on Google and ask Google what you can be thankful for. And they'll tell you what you can be thankful for. Because, you know, some people, when they've, got, when they've lived in pessimism, it is hard for them to see anything good. You know, and I'm not criticizing anybody because I've done it myself. I've lived in pessimism. I preach on Sunday, positive message, and live in pessimism the rest of the week. What are you shaking your head? Yeah. But bless God, the reality is, is you can change your thought pattern. You can change from the pessimism to the life of hope, yes. and this is for another time, but I want to tell you that hope gives you boldness. Yes. People that walk in hope are bold. Yeah. Scripture says, the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold yes. as a lion, yes. and the righteous are hopeful. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I can tell you're getting it this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So are we, are we looking with, are we, are we filled with happy anticipation for the good? It's all good. I'm trying to think of a song. Actually, I have two songs, but they don't fit right now. Thank you, Jesus. So what are, we, uh, what are we talking about this morning? I'm going to stick. I think I'm going to stick to it this morning. 
So we're talking about hope, joyful expectation, anticipating good improves your emotional and physical health. Now, we've already mentioned this before, but in Luke 21, verse 26, it says, men's hearts will fail them because of fear. And for the expectation, you know, sometimes your ex, how many of you know that a lot of times your expectations never come to pass? You're negative, fearful expectations. You think about them and they never come to pass. They are just there to torment you. So you might as well get rid of them. But men's hearts, failing them for fear, for, the thought, for those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. In Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence. Why? Because the previous verse that I, that I mentioned says men's hearts will fail them for fear, so you can prevent your heart from failing. What's the opposite of failing? The opposite of failing is succeeding. The opposite of failing is advancing. We are not losing. In in failing, we are losing ground. In a a healthy heart, we are advancing. We're advancing. We're taking ground. So he says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it, out of it, out of your heart flows the issues of life. Life flows from your heart, not only your physical pump, but from your spirit man. I I remember hearing the story, and I'm sure a lot of you've heard it, but there was a doctor that had done a heart surgery on a patient, and, uh, you know, they had to stop the heart, and after they, after they did the procedure, you know, they did the shocker thing, and um, whatever it's called, and they couldn't, get, they couldn't get the heart started. So after a while, the doctor leaned over and whispered in the ear of the patient, tell your heart to beat again. And all of a sudden, tell your heart to beat again. Tell your heart to be hopeful again. I'm not saying that that we're not going to have problems, but the reality is we don't have to let the problem have us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It takes a lifelong maintenance to take care of this heart. I'm not just talking about the physical pump. I'm talking about the the inner man. It's a lifelong maintenance program. It's a lifelong PMS. Planned maintenance system. Well, that's what they called it in the Navy. We had PMS all the time. And it felt like it, too, sometimes. But anyway. So we have a planned maintenance system to take care of our heart. If you don't take care of your heart, the world has a way of bringing you down. Reminds me of a song. (laughs) Don't let it bring you down. It's only... Anyway, it's one of the groups I liked back then, back in the day. Don't let it bring you down. 
Don't let it bring you down. So, the world is filled with the world is filled with people that are trying to bring you down. But also, the church is always looking for somebody to build them up. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence. We've got to learn to tell our heart to beat again. We've got to tell our heart, hey, there's hope. There is a brighter day. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. You know, I actually heard that on a Christian station. And they didn't change a word. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's okay. All of the dark clouds have passed me by. Going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. That reminds me, after church, I got rebuked last week. Dave, <laughs> Dave caught me at Walmart. He told me I, I did the wrong, I, I, I messed up the words on the song. <laughs> I always believed it was, yeah, he, he showed me the truth. I was singing Along Came John, and he said, that's not what it says. It's Along Came Jones. <laughs> I never knew that. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Now you're not deceived anymore. I don't want to deceive you. Man, I better get on this. Thank you, Lord. The truth is the only, it's only the sovereign Lord that can fill the space in your heart to bring healing to your heart. The full gospel businessmen, they used to say that there is a God-shaped hole in your heart and only God can fill it because we try to fill it with other things, but only God, only Jesus, only the Holy Spirit can fill that void. Well, the scripture says in Proverbs 15, verse 13, it says, a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. So out of what? Out of your heart flows the issues of life. So if your heart is broken, it is going to decrease your physical health as well as your emotional health. You know, this is nothing, uh, this is nothing new. But uh, my wife, when I would get, I used to get mean. Yeah, I used to get mean. She'd say, go to church and pray. Then I'd go to church and pray, and I'd be all right. Well, why is that? For two or three days sometimes, I'd have to be gone. Like I told you, I was pessimistic at times. But I see clearly now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is a bright, it's not going to be a bright, sunshiny day. It is a bright, sunshiny day. This is hot, this is hot water. It's colored water, but it's hot. It's not hot, it's lukewarm right now. So, a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. Your face lets us know the condition of your soul. That's right. Hallelujah. 
but by the sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. I want to be healthy. I thought of a, you know, I thought of a, an old worldly saying. You know, when I was a kid, they used to say stuff, and I, what are you talking about? Like, I still haven't figured out what, what have you means. Anybody know what, what have you? Have you ever heard of what have you? <laughs> Anybody? So if anybody has, and you know what it means, let me know. Does it mean whatever? Whatever, okay. All right, I'm good then. But there was another thing. You can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Well, now that I'm a preacher, I understand what that means. <laughs> Not that I'm calling you a horse. Leave it to the farmer to know. But, <laughs> but you can't, you know, you can give, you can give it out, but you got to grab it. Yeah. But you know another thing, too, you need the Spirit of God yeah. to, to give you revelation. Yes. Yes. You need the Spirit of God to tell you, I, you know, I, 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 we had a woman in the church, she'd, she'd actually gone to Bible school, she'd been in ministry, and uh, we were talking with her, and um, all of a sudden she just burst into tears. Oh, and it, I just gone on for five or ten minutes. You know, we knew God was ministering to her, and we, you know, after she kind of got herself together, you know, we said, uh, "What just happened?" <laughs> she said, "God told me He loved me." I'm thinking, man, I need to slap you. I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> so you need God yes. to reveal even that he loves you. That's right. That's exactly right. You need to hear that still, small voice. Sometimes you need to turn off the radio. You need to turn off the TV. You need to turn off the noise so that you can hear the still small voice that's on the inside of you. It's not out here. Mm -hmm. It's the still small voice that's on the inside of you that's telling you, I love you. Right. You are my favorite. Yeah. I love you. And I want to dance with you. <laughs> dance with me. <laughs> Anyway, you say, is that scriptural? The Bible tells us to dance. Come on. He rejoices over us with singing. And uh, Steve had a revelation years ago that rejoice means to spin under the influence of violent emotion. Hallelujah. So if he's rejoicing over you, he's dancing because of you. I would say that he's really enthused about you. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A merry heart is good like a medicine. Now, is that just for spiritual stuff? Or is that for physical stuff? Is that for spiritual stuff? Or is that for emotional stuff? The scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. 
your whole body, your whole spirit, your whole soul. God is not just the God of your spirit. He made your body too. He made your body and he is the God of your emotions. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I'm such a wreck because he made me. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Anybody here? You're just sitting there looking at me, and I'm here yelling at you. (laughs) Rejoice. Come on. Let me tell you, when we pray for people for healing, we ask them to do something that they could not do before. And that act of faith a lot of times brings healing to the body. When I'm asking you to do things and you refuse to do it, you're not moving in faith. Bible says whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So whatever is of faith, it's going to bring life. Going to bring life. Jesus said, I came to bring you life and life. You know, these are old. How many of you ever heard these scriptures before? We've all heard them. Bless God, but it's not what we've heard. It's what we do. It's not what we, it's not what we know in our brain. It's what we do with that knowledge. So a merry heart doth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Well, that just must mean spiritual bones. That's not spiritual bones. That's real bones. Real bones. Still, Ken Hagen used to say, you're still here, you're going home. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like you're going home. You're here. All right. So Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14, the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But what if his spirit is broken? What if his spirit is weak? What if his spirit is depressed? What if his spirit has no hope? Will it sustain him? My grandfather, my mother's dad, was in the hospital, and he had shingles. He was 86 years old. But uh, his daughter, my Aunt Detta, I don't know if that's her real name. That's just what we called her, Detta. I thought it could have been Ditto, but it was Detta. (laughs) But uh, anyway, Aunt Detta said to Granddad, we called him Granddad, we said, she said, uh, would you like for me to bring in or get you a television? He said, oh, what's the use? How many of you know his spirit was broken? Yeah. How many of you know he'd given up? How many of you know he'd lost hope? Yeah. And it wasn't but a few days. He was gone. He was gone. I'm telling you, this stuff is real. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? 
If your spirit's broken, you can't bear it. You just say, what's the use? What's the use? You might not die, but what's the use is saying, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just giving up. I'm just going to put up with whatever life has to bring. The reality is, is we don't just put up with life. We live life. And through Jesus, we can change the circumstances. We can change the situation. (laughs) We can change it through the power, through the power of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, what does sustain mean? Actually, it's pronounced in the Hebrew, cool. <laughs> the, it's spelled K-U-W, L, pronounced cool. Cool, man. <laughs> it means to maintain, to nourish, make provision, and provide sustenance or vittles. In other words, what that's saying is, is you need to feed your spirit. If you don't feed your spirit, it'll eat garbage. It will eat the garbage and the world is filled with garbage. Not just the world, but there are, there is stuff in Christianity that's been taught that is garbage. I remember I had a Bible, still probably have it somewhere. But in, uh, it was a Bible. It was a, a reference Bible. It was filled with a bunch of notes. And uh, I was reading some of the notes. And I just exited out and put, wrote garbage. Just wrote garbage. Why? Because it was anti. It was, it was speaking anti the atonement. The atonement only went so far. But the reality is, is the atonement... The blood of Jesus not only just cleanses you from all sin, but his body was broken for you that you might have health and healing in your physical body. Thank you, Jesus. So we need to feed our spirit. If you don't feed it, somebody else is going to feed it. You know, uh, when when our children were babies, we used to feed them. Open your mouth. Here's the airplane. And we're just waiting for people to feed us. The reality is, is you're a grown-up. Time to feed yourself. You know, uh, I like eating Doritos. Man, I like eating ice cream. I like fried chicken. I like everything is bad for you. But bless God, I don't, I don't eat that stuff no more. Occasionally. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't eat as much of it. I'm eating healthy now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because Lens watches me. Good. Keep on going. He just keeps his eye on me. Good. He don't say anything, but he's got his eye <laughs> Eye on me. You know, the Bible talks about the Lord has his eye on us too. So your spirit will sustain you. 
will sustain you. In other words, your spirit man will feed your body life. It will feed your body life while the enemy is trying to pull it down. While it's weak, while, while it's not being effective, your spirit man will build you back up. Amen. If it's not broken. So what am I saying? Feed your spirit. We used to have an old saying in the, uh, in the faith, faith uh, camp. It says, feed your faith and starve your doubt. Feed your faith and starve your doubt. Hallelujah. You know, it's just as easy to believe it as it is to doubt. Hallelujah. A lot of times what you're you're believing negative never comes to pass anyway, which we've already mentioned. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's keep on going. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27 says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching the inward parts of the belly. In other words, the Lord leads us with the candle of our spirit. But if the candle's broken, if your light bulb's burned out, it's hard to be led. The other night I was, um, I like to walk through, I like the house dark at night. It's harder at our house. PPNL, PPNL just loves us anyway. <laughs> but I'm walking through, uh, walking through. Oh, it was in the bedroom. Oh, I think it was in the bedroom. But anyway, I stubbed my toe, and I still. A full moon takes care of that. Believe me, it just shines right in the window. I have to put a. I have to put a shirt over my head. But anyway, I kept my Christianity. Yeah, I didn't lose it, you know. But you know what? When we can't hear, when we can't hear, when when the spirit of man is broken, it we 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 can't. The Lord's trying to tell us things, but we're not able to hear it. So we've got to keep that spirit man strong so that it can be the candle of the Lord, that it can light the way so that we're not stumbling in the dark. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Our spirits receive the word that brings us life. Just to let you know, I do know Christian songs. This is an old one. Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see. Wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty. Teach me faith and duty. Beautiful words. Wonderful words. Wonderful words of life, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. And man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, I used to think, well, that, this is the mouth of God. And it is. I mean, it's got, we can hear God's voice, but God just doesn't speak through the Bible. God, you know, because 
the Bible didn't tell me to marry Melody. Didn't say, marry Melody. Oh, it says a merry heart does good like a medicine. Oh, that's not Mary. Oh, I married the wrong one. I should have married Mary. But then along came Mary. I never had a Mary before. It was, uh, what am I trying to think of? It was that, uh, in my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody, there heaven's harmony. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> so thank you, Lord. But if our spirit's broken, how can we hear? How can we hear? Well, we had already mentioned the uh, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. I want to also mention that life and death are in the power of the tongue, but what controls the tongue? Yeah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if our heart's broken, then we're going to be speaking things that will break us. So we, we want to be speaking life. Well, right before, out of the issues of uh, keep your heart with all diligence, in verse 20, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, says, my son, attend to my words. Attend to my words. Incline your ear. Attend. Attend. Let's think about it. Attend. That means I just don't lightly, flightly look at it and go on. I attend to it. I pay attention to it. I bring it back to my remembrance. I speak it. I, I meditate on it in the, uh, to where it becomes a part of me. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. So in other words, I don't let my ears be garbage cans for everybody to put their garbage in. And I'm not just talking about the world. You've got to protect your ears because what, they, what you hear goes down into your heart. Let them not depart from mine eyes. He's not talking about walking around with a Bible in front of your face all the time. He's talking about that as you meditate on the word, as you bring the word up, then you begin to see vision. You begin to see the word coming to pass in your life. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because if you keep them in the midst of your heart, it'll keep your heart from being broken. That way your spirit man can sustain you in physical or emotional sickness. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. In other words, this hope that we're talking about is going to keep you healthy or restore you to health in your physical man and in your emotional man. A lot of times if we don't keep our emotional man healthy, it will affect our physical man. It'll affect it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask the ushers to come at this time.
And again, I, I mentioned that we were going to... Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Man, when you talk slow, you forget about what you were saying from the first point. Gideons? I wasn't talking about the Gideon. No. You're trying to mislead me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it now. <laughs> Might be slow, but never late. <laughs> what did I say? Fills our soul. We have a God-shaped hole in our spirit man. And so God has to fill that. You know, there are some real, uh, there are some songs that if you just change the direction of where it's being sung, they're really good worship songs. So the righteous brothers that weren't real righteous, <laughs> but uh, they sang a song, and I'm going to point it to Jesus. Is that Okay. You're my soul and my heart's inspiration. You're all I've got to get me by. You're my soul and my heart's inspiration. Without you, Jesus, what good am I? <laughs> oh, what good. Did that minister to you? That's the truth. He's your heart's inspiration. Amen. I'd like to just minister to you right. I'm going to minister to you right now. The Lord says he is in love with you. And he's never taken his eye off of you. And the Lord says that I am putting you in a place to where you're going to see my smile upon you. For the Lord says, I don't want you to think that you're inferior in any way, shape, or form. But the Lord says, I'm raising you up to be a warrior and to be a princess in my kingdom, says the Lord. So the Lord says, there are days ahead that are going to cause you to forget the shame of your past. The Lord says, I'm for you and not against you. The Lord says, you're my daughter, and he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm going to ask the ushers to come. We're going to be receiving communion this morning. I would like to, uh, I would like to read something. Because we only read part of a chapter on communion. We, we have to look at the context. You know, the, the scripture says that um, the scripture talks about uh, eating the blood or eating the body, blood of the Lord unworthily. And, um, but let's look at the context of the chapter. The context of the chapter is that the church was treating each other poorly. Wow. The way they did communion back that Paul had to rebuke and, and change, 
was that uh, everybody was bringing their own food. So the rich were getting stuffed and drunk. And the, uh, and the poor were going away hungry. That's why we do pot, I mean potlucks. <laughs> so that everybody can share. We, don't, we want everybody to partake. But what they were doing was they were, they were mistreating the rest of the body. So when he talks about you have not discerned the Lord's body. Is that wet? Thank you. You've not discerned the Lord's body. He's talking about we've not discerned each other. Because we are the body of Christ. The Bible says you are the body of Christ and members in particular. So if I treat you poorly, I'm treating Jesus poorly. What's the thing that Jesus said to Paul when the light shone? He was on his way to Damascus to persecute the church. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So as we are partaking of the communion, we're not just talking, you know, because the Bible says, it says to judge yourself. So, well, have I committed adultery this week? Have I murdered anybody this week? Yeah, yeah we're, we're thinking about that. But the reality is, is how, how have we treated the body? How have we treated the body? And uh, I'll go a little farther than that. The Lord got onto my case and said, I'm tired of you picking on me. How am I picking on you? By picking on yourself. When you criticize yourself, you're criticizing the handiwork of God. You're criticizing the creation of God, the new creation. Thank you, Lord. So, the Bible says on the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and broke it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you that it was broken for us. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Bible also says on the same night he took the cup. And Father, we just give thanks for the, for the cup of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of Christ. We thank you and praise you, Lord God, that not only are our bodies healed through the atonement, but Lord God, we are forgiven, but we're also accepted. We are in your eyes as Jesus is in your eyes because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks and praise and honor and glory. And Lord God, we treat the body. We look at the body with thanksgiving. Let's just take a moment just to thank God for the body of Christ. Thank, if, so, if the Lord brings somebody to your mind, just thank God for them. Father, we thank you for the whole body of Christ. Lord God, not just the ones that we connect with weekly, but Father God, for the whole body. We give you praise and thanks and honor and glory. Father God, we thank you that you're building 
your church. You're building your body. You're building your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. You may serve the people. Thank you, Lord. Let me just read this while they're passing. It says, uh, now in giving these instructions, I do not praise you since you come together not for the better, but for the worse, which we've already dealt with. Thank you. It says, for first of all, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions. There are divisions among you, and in part I believe it. For there must also be factions among you, and uh, that those who are approved may be recognized among you. Therefore, when you come together in one place, is it, it is not to eat the Lord's Supper. This is what they're practicing. He says, For in eating, each one takes his own supper, ahead of others and one is hungry and the and another is drunk what do you not have houses to eat in or did you or do you despise the church of god and shame those who have nothing what shall i say to you shall i praise you in this i do not praise you for i received of the lord that which i also received uh delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and he said take eat this is my body you know I'm not going to make a big issue about this but he didn't say this is the emblem of my body he didn't say this is my emblem this bread represents he just said this is my body do you know what kind of life we're to live? A life of faith. If he said it, that's good enough. And I'm not saying we believe in transubstantiation. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, all I'm saying is, is Jesus said it. If he said it, that's good enough for me. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. If his body was broken, I don't need my body broken. Amen. Which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he come. This last scripture is one of our biggest scriptures for hope. Eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim my death until I come. Do you, are you, have, a, do you have a joyful anticipation that Jesus is coming back? then you have hope. It's not just on Sundays when we take communion, but every day we can have a joy in our hearts. We can have a joyful anticipation. 
And whether he comes back physically, he has come back and he has manifested himself to bring his to bring his mercy, his compassion, his kingdom in our lives on a daily basis. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end, for they are new every morning. That was taken from Lamentations. Lamentations is after Jerusalem had been ransacked by the Babylonians. And Jeremiah was able to look and say, you are faithful. You are faithful. Doesn't matter what we're going through. God's faithful. God's faithful. Well, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we again thank you that the bread, the body was broken for us. Lord God, not only for our physical healing, but our emotional healing. Lord, we thank you because Jesus said he came to heal the brokenhearted. So by faith, we receive your body in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that because of the blood, we're not only cleansed from all unrighteousness, but we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome the enemy who's come to kill, steal, and destroy. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Father, we, because of the blood, we are drawn near to you. Lord, we're not outside the gate. We're not trying to get in. Lord, we are in your presence because of the precious blood of Jesus. And so we receive it with thanksgiving and joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just give you thanks and praise. Can, can we just, can you just think of something to be thankful for? Verbally, just speak it out. Something to be thankful for. Thank you, Lord. Dean's got a little, Dean, Dean's got something to be grateful for. He's got a life. He got uh, just just a a quick testimony. So, can you give it? I was going home from work on Wednesday, and I was going from the square of Millersburg, just going 15, 10, 15, 20 miles an hour at the most, and the car pulled out right in front of me. Before I realized what happened, I I plowed into the door and uh, hit the pavement with my shoulder. And, happened like that and God it was just a re- I felt that God was just reminding me that he still had me here for a special purpose and he was watching over me amen and he's still walking still talking praise the Lord God is faithful amen he said I would be with you in trouble I would deliver you and honor you with long life I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Now, because of the atonement, 
because of the broken body, we also can receive healing. But we can also, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, now's a good time to do it. Now's a good time to say, Lord, I receive your provision for my life. I receive. You might need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, what's baptized in the Holy Spirit? That means to be, it means to open the door for the Holy Spirit to come on the inside of you. Now, we have teams that are going to come up, the healing teams. You can come up now. Come forth. (laughs) And if you have any need whatsoever, they're here to minister to you. Don't all bunch up on one side. Yes. Um, I believe that during praise and worship that God was healing an earache, pain in the tooth, and also a neck issue that went up into the head and down across the shoulders. And I you know, okay. just confirmed that in the same one point of prayer. Anybody else? Word? Okay. Right arm, right shoulder. Right arm. <laughs> well, Dean, I have to teach you about this word. <laughs> if you got no, no. If you got the problem, it might not be worth it. But it, you know, it could be. It happens. It happens. So praise the Lord. So if you have it, uh, if uh, if you have any need for prayer, come on up. If if any of those were spoken, come up. If none of it was spoken and you have a need, come up, and they'll be glad to pray for you. We'd be glad to pray for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So God bless you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you as you go. Amen.